A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Matchball Podcast from us, the Square Ball. I'm Dan Moylan. Michael Normans is with me. Hello. As is Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello. And this is the episode for post Barnsley, the 2 0 victory at Oakwell. And Leeds United, lads, are top of the league. We told you it'd be easy. <laughs> it wasn't that easy, was it? But it came good in the end. Bit of a scrap. So easy. So easy and comfortable. I knew we would win or potentially lose to a last minute shithoused goal. But we didn't. We did just about deserve it. They were they were decent though, actually. All credit to them. They made us. Uh, they put us under quite a bit of pressure, and we were forced to play long a bit more than we have the rest of the season. Is it not just that they were running round a lot and closing down a lot and making us run round a little bit more and disrupting our game? But, don't, you know, I don't think they were good. I just thought they just dis- 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 they just disrupted us quite well. But you know that's part of it. We were mm. be- we're a better team than them. We've got better players. It's it's what they needed to aim to do was just to disrupt us and hope to score. And it you know. In fairness to them, it was not a million miles off away from working. Marcelo Bielsa said it was a beautiful match and that uh, Barnsley epitomised what a good division the Championship is. Congratulated Daniel Stendhal and his players. He was getting very cross on the touchline at one point. I noticed uh, Barnsley's manager, was, I think there was a, a ball that he thought hadn't gone out for a throw-in and he was absolutely furious about it. Do you think you can understand why Joey Barton allegedly twatted him? <laughs> allegedly. Um, Bielsa wouldn't do that, would he? No, you'd get somebody else to do it. Could you imagine how apologetic he would be if he did lose his shit and actually twat someone? It'd gone for years, wouldn't it, that? Years. Uh, did you think it was a beautiful match then, Moscow? Um, it was one for the neutrals to enjoy, probably, but one for a Leeds fan to sort of sit um, and tensely fret all the way through. Yeah, it was too good. I didn't want a good game. I wanted just to be 4-0 uh, up in the first half an hour and then just grind out an easy 10-0. Well, why weren't we 4-0 up in the first half hour? What what didn't we do? What did Barnsley do to stop us getting that? They just really closed us down very, very quickly all over the pitch. And it, it pretty much worked. And I think as I thought Shackleton did well, but not having Farshaw in the team changed the shape of midfield a little bit, which I don't know if that threw us off. It meant I thought Phillips was playing a lot deeper than he has been. He, normally him and Farshaw exchange positions a bit through the game when one of them goes forward where it seemed like Bielsa had maybe said to him, look... Shackleton's in the team, just let him do the going forward bit. You just constantly sit in front of the defence and do your thing there. I think he had to go back as well to help White and Cooper and Kassir out when uh, Wilkes and his mate were sprinting at them full pelt as well. So he was kind of um, reduced to... He's doing a lot of long balls, sort of penalty area to penalty area, looking straight for Bamford um, rather than going through. But Shackleton was good um, in midfield, good at just taking the ball and running with it, which is a little bit more... Um, Forshaw tends to sort of pause with it and see what's up where Shackleton would have taken it on the run and, and drive forward. 
In spite of them closing us down quite a lot, as you just pointed out, Michael, I thought we passed it quite well under the pressure, or at least we tried, and Bielsa's all about taking risks, isn't he? And I thought we took risks. It didn't always work. We did lose possession quite a lot, but it was nice to see us trying to pass out of it and doing what Bielsa likes to do, which is the vertical passes. And we're still in a game that, in a half anyway, that we're saying we, we were closed down well. We still created two chances we should have scored, which is the the one where it was cut back from Harrison Cutty back to Pablo from about 12 yards out and he completely mishit his shot. You would normally expect Pablo to score that or at the very least get it on target. And then the Harrison one where it came across on the corner um, and again, it was more or less a tap-in for about what six What happened there? Because I, I was convinced because I was watching it on the red button or trying to anyway, Sky, so no replays. Uh, I didn't see anything after that. I just kind of saw him hit it and it not go in. Yeah, it kind of just went through everyone on the corner. It came to him at the back post and he just hit it off the outside of the post when mm. he should have just, you know... Put it in. Put scored. it in the net, yeah. yeah. The other thing about that um, closing us down that I noticed, I've got a slight confidence this year, or a growing confidence anyway, where you think they can't keep this up and as the game starts to get stretched later on, maybe we will get the chance. And it's easy for me to say that with the benefit of hindsight, obviously, but I always have that confidence that they can't be this relentless for 90 minutes. It's that thing as well of knowing we've got Nketiah and Costa on the bench and if they are starting to get tired, they're probably the two fastest players we've had in about the last 10 years. Well, certainly that are fast and also reasonable footballers. It was always there. It was uh, because they were pressing so high, those big gaps behind them. Um, Massive always gaps. ready to exploit. Yeah, so, so even from the first 10 minutes, you were thinking, get Costa on. Bit, bit early to make a change, admittedly, but um, you could picture him racing off into the... Uh, uh, the unguarded grass. With Harrison off at half-time, is this the start of Costa's um, introduction to the team, do you think? Yeah, probably. You have to fancy it. Don't you? Yeah, he's he's looked better than... This isn't a criticism of Harrison, but he's looked better than him every time he's come on, I would say. So do, let's, do think just, he, let's just start him, eh? Do you think he changed the game today? Um, Not probably as much as Nketiah. But it's hard to say because although Bamford was actually playing very well as well, it's not again. It's not a criticism of him. I thought he did well and he obviously did score, but that was ruled out for offside. I'm not completely convinced by it. Again, I've not seen a replay of it since. The, 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 none of the replays really had the angle, but they reckoned it was Costa taking the uh, uh, the pass from Alioski. Otherwise, it was very nearly a, a classic 91, 92. <laughs> Uh, Lukic Dorigo Speed Chapman um, effort it was just that one little detail where it seemed to go wrong I liked Costa today I thought he was uh, he was offered something else like you say and this is the nice thing actually just to touch on what you said then Michael we can say that the players that came on changed the game in a positive way and it doesn't have to now be a negative reflection on the players that went off it's no longer a case of he's shit get him off get somebody better on because actually Bamford was good he did he did really well yeah. I thought he didn't get an awful lot from the referee either. It's all, Halmer seems to be throwing him about the place a bit. There was also a great moment where him and Halmer got into a little argument and it became clear that neither of them actually wanted a fight. Within about a second of them squaring up to each other, they sort of went, yeah, oh well. Mm. Just left it to the uh, to the stewards of the stands, did they? I think Halmer wanted a fight. I think he was well up for uh, knocking Bamford all over the, the park. I'd expected um, Wilkes was definitely up for it against us. Mo, it was a bit quiet, but then Almi was kind of the surprise one where he's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to bully Bamford all day. Um, and Bamford's uh, movement and his his intelligence and his, uh, yeah, that side of things was really good, but um, it, not being able to get anything out of the referee whenever he went up against Almi did kind of restrict what he was able to do, especially when 
because there was the the high press from Barnsley, we were trying to get those long balls over the top to him. And um, yeah, he was uh, he couldn't really get much out of Halmy, which um, you know held us back a little bit. And the referee, one of our big friends, Keith Stroud. <laughs> so any surprise that he didn't get any change from him? He gave us a penalty. Give him I mean, credit where it's due. No, Liner give that, I think. Well, Keith could have overruled him. He's a, there was no way he couldn't have. Because <laughs> after uh, Halmy had done so well, you won't have seen a replay of it, will you, the penalty? I, I've, yeah, I've seen it from a couple of angles. Okay. From the first angle, it looked like he doesn't touch him, but then the other angle, it looks fairly clear that he does. He absolutely, yeah, he fully coopers him. Um, it was like <laughs> watching Liam Cooper sort of in his first season at Leeds. Yeah. Because after Halmy had sort of done so well keeping up with, keeping Bamford kind of as under control as he had, Bamford still had very good chances getting away from him. Um, yeah, it showed what bringing on a different player in Enketia could give us because, you know, he, he just turned around, didn't know he was there and then was kicking him up the arse basically. And it was a penalty all day long. Enketia and Halmy operate on very different uh, pace settings, it's fair to say. Halmer, the turn, the turning speed of Halmer as well, he's just, he got completely caught out by him, didn't he? It was... Glorious. And the height difference was quite an air pressure difference there as well, isn't there, between the two of them? But in fairness, you look at Bamford sort of ground him down, Halme, a little bit, having, like you say, contended with that all all game to then do that switcheroo and then put Enketia on, who's a completely different kettle of fish. It's it's almost what you might term good management. Yeah, you knock a Halme out, uh, scrapping with Bamford all day, and then you bring on a really fast player that he has absolutely no hope of containing whatsoever. Um, kind of dangled the the possibility that he might get the up, the upper hand against Patrick in front of him, and then, uh, well, you did your best. That's all over now. <laughs> here's and here's Nketiah, and you can't keep track of him whatsoever. No, because for the goal, he didn't have anyone within about five yards of him. Just tapped it in from a, a yard out, and then again for the penalty, he seemed to be completely surprised by his presence, and all he could do was just kick him as he ran past. Which does seem to be a knack that Nketiah has that Bamford doesn't, because um, we said that this seems like it's the game when. Costa should now take over from Harrison. Um, and although Bielsa is praising uh, Bamford after the game, and we are, and he did play genuinely very well, I do wonder if just that player who just has the ability to just not be marked and score might be really helpful from the start. Mm, but the flip side of that is that Bamford puts the running in, you know, wears them down for Enketia. Might to have to if we scored after five minutes. Just That's he, true. He just yeah. finds the space and scores. It does seem, and we, we don't know yet, we've not seen an answer really for... Um, I suppose he did it for the England under-21s. He scored after about 20 seconds, didn't he? So every time he comes on, he seems to just do what we've been wanting any player. It's not just Bamford. We want somebody to just find the space and put the ball in the net. And he seems to do it within minutes every time he comes on. So it could be that if he starts a game, he just does exactly the opposite and gets to 90 minutes and we're having to take him off and bring somebody on to score. But he just scores from fair. All his goals are from in the six-yard box. Fine. Well. It's just it's just him in, like say, in exactly the right place. And but that's a lot of what Bielsa's football is about, isn't it? Getting it into that unmissable position in the area. Yeah, just nudge it in. He just looks a little bit better suited to that game than Bamford, who is working hard um, and doing a lot of his stuff outside of the box um, and uh, and trying to get on the end of things. Whereas it, it just looks a bit less like hard work for Enkettia. Yeah. We look a lot more dangerous with Costa and Enketia on the pitch. I think that's probably the fairest thing to say. And again, it is no criticism of the other players who are there because they're perfectly able players and done well. But yeah, it, I think they did transform the game. Enketia saw a uh, stat on Twitter, goal every 62 minutes for Leeds now. That's all right, isn't it? That's fine. That's we'll one, deal with that for the rest of the season. One and a half goals 
uh, per game. So if he wants to score one and a half goals on uh, on Saturday, I'm right behind him doing that. We deserve a good loanee. It's the long overdue is that just having a, a every team, every year there's a, a good Premier League striker comes and scores 20 goals in this league and it's always for someone else and we always end up with some shit house. And it's not that long since it was Bamford. He was, was he player of the year for uh, Forest when they went up? Well, they didn't Forest. go up. Or was it... He was player of the year for somebody. <laughs> he's uh, been to so many clubs. In this division while he was on loan from Chelsea. So he's sort of done his loanee thing. Um, he got championship player of the year, did yeah, Bamford? That's yeah, that's what yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, trying to yeah. think of, but I can't remember who it was for. I think it was it Borough, yeah. It was Borough. Um, and yeah, so, but buying him uh, isn't what we're after. We we should have just loaned him. <laughs> Loan everybody else. <laughs> yeah, but he wouldn't have been able to play, would he? Put him in goal. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, seven loans would be a bit too much. I thought, um, yeah, Enketi are really, really good and uh, could have maybe had another one and he just looks, he looks the business, I think, at the minute. But on the on the down, on the, uh, on the negative side, I thought Pablo, not great again. But we've Which seen, is, no, but I want I want to just caveat that by saying we've, we've seen this before. Pablo does sometimes have these off games games that he just can't get into or games that don't flow right for him because it was very, very quick today, wasn't it? And Pablo, I don't, I'm not saying he's slow or he needs a second, but maybe it just wasn't one of those games that was suited to him because of the speed of the closing down and the movement wasn't quite there. But this is the beautiful thing about having Costa and Ketia and the other options. It's um, rather than relying on him completely and him having an off day like today, it's fine. We've got other players. <laughs> other players is a, you know, a fair point. It is, but, but not if they're not playing. We can only have 11 on the pitch at once. So if one of them is not having a good day, um, it's fair to say he didn't play very well and it would have been better with somebody else. And that's pretty much what Bielsa thought. Half-time sub, what do you make of that? I know it always feels a little bit cruel to substitute a young man at half-time or even earlier in the case of Calvin Phillips last year. But it wasn't a problem with Harrison last season. It was Clark every game for about two months, wasn't it? So um, he seems to be just um, a little bit like what we're saying about Bamford is he just give, he starts and then... Um, it's quite an early mark when it's like right you've had your goal and now it's going to be uh, somebody else and it was Clark last season would come on for Harrison at half time and every game would look much more exciting and now um, and now he's got the same thing with Costa and you do wonder whether it might be better for Harrison to just not play <laughs> at all <laughs> like I I, uh, I said before I don't have any particular problems with Harrison it was, but you uh, um, you look at the way Costa played when he came on and just having that extra little bit of pace um, Do you think makes that's a big it? difference the pace the trick what is it I think it's pace yeah I think we're we're, we're very uh, we're, we're trying to beat teams one way all the, all the time or get past players one way and just having um, somebody who can just streak away from, away from a defender um, and get on the ball and Costlow oh. the the, um, the disallowed goal was the perfect example Harrison I don't think gets on the, the end of that the way that Costa does maybe he stays on side so it's loud but um, that we just don't have that speed of going from back to front I was just going to say Costa has a knack for playing that exact ball he's done it in every game he's come on just a little almost a trickled ball across the goal line pretty much just to, that if anyone is there it's in there's and, no there's no missing it from there and Bamford finished it like if it's a marginal offside, there was absolutely nothing wrong with Bamford's finish for that as well. So um, it's maybe uh, part of Bamford's suffering through the first halves of games is that Harrison is aiming crosses everywhere but at his feet. Whereas if the ball is just going to go Costa straight to his uh, straight to his toe, 
then Nketiah doesn't get off the bench because Harris because uh, Bamford's got a first half hat trick with three assists from Costa. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A word then about Click and his penalty. Moscow, you were advocating for him on penalties ages ago, mm-hmm. even to the extent that you did what? I made a highlights video of his oh, successful penalties. You made a video highlights reel of a player. I wasn't able to get any footage from training of him popping them past Bailey Peacock Farrell on the regular, but I'm sure that that was happening. Um, yeah, we were saying, what, who missed at the end of last season that prompted me to make that? Was it Hernandez again? Hernandez, Hernandez. Roof, a few of them did, didn't they? Yeah, and I... Uh, him and Bamford both missed one yeah, yeah. at the end of last season. I ended up cracking and just, because, uh, yeah, I'd seen... Um, Fond memories of his penalty against Burnley in the, and how he said, UEFA Cup, Carabao Cup, and then scoring loads for um, Twente and Poland and all his clubs. He's always just, he's very good at just rolling the ball to where the, the goalkeeper isn't. He's a good penalty taker, I think, is about the long and short of it. And the nice thing is that he's able to be a bit of a shithouse even when taking a penalty. He's a very, a very cocky upsetting penalty to have to have scored against you was that and the way he ran sort of into the goal with his arms outstretched was laughing as he did it <laughs> there was a moment before he took it when I think somebody tried to take it off him because um, he I, I saw a distinct sort of Bamford-esque tantrum um, and a bit of a oh, for fuck's mm. sake I, I was going to take this one but then um, he lined up he put the ball down so I, I wonder if it was maybe Enketia being the, the young upstart who'd won it um, but he pulled rank. He's like, oh no, it's the child. I can do this. <laughs> you, fuck off. Pablo's never let me do this. And you talk there about um, shithousing. They really don't like us. So we, we have to factor this into our chat now and just 
say how joyous it is to put Barnsley back in their box for another season for now well until the, the home game anyway did you notice before the game they seem to have like I don't know if they do this for every match but they seem to have the Lord Mayor on the pitch there's someone in like the big the big gown and the chain and everything it was like it, it was like it was cup final day for them well it is when, well, it is. when Leeds come to town it's a, it's a big day of ceremony isn't it there's some men on the pitch taking selfies with Liam Cooper which seemed very yeah, unprofessional I, you were, it was too polite to just say I'm busy <laughs> I'm fucking working here um, but yeah there was a big old squad of people having the photo grass taken very weird uh, did we get to the bottom of what exactly was happening in the uh, in the Barnsley end when it seemed like a few uh, blows were being exchanged there was talk of a steward wasn't there I think there was a steward in the who was in front of the Leeds fans who I think had thrown someone out and was then being a bit cocky and goading Leeds fans and then he the steward got thrown out by other stewards yes, by all accounts apparently was the Leeds an act of cannibalism had uh, told him to, to calm it down um, but he didn't listen and ended up uh, yeah, got taken away before he could start anything. Because it's a bit unfair, isn't it? Like, you know, the Barnsley fans piling into the Leeds fans when they're in there and because I've got a one-finger advantage on each hand. <laughs> hey, there we go. You like that? Uh, but, um, yeah, it will have ruined their Sunday and I'm all for it. To be fair to Barnsley and their shithousing on the pitch, though, and we were talking about um, Palmey being up against Bamford and such, I've just looked up the stats. That's the fewest... Number of completed passes we've made in the game, 384, and the lowest percentage, 77% of our passes completed, which is the first time in any game this season we've completed less than 80% of the passes that we've tried. So they did do pretty well against us, and I don't think a lot of that was, um, I mean, Mowat's not a very tigerish player, but um, but Wilkes was leading from the front and was definitely up for it and we've already talked about how, how much harm they seem to want a, a piece of Bamford um, but yeah so they can as they cry into their Toby Tyke pillowcases this evening they can be uh, um, a little bit proud of losing 2-0 yeah. so well, well done you gave it a go against the big boys yeah they played incredibly well probably as well as they could really hope to play um, and we beat them 2-0 um, because they're terrible <laughs> they are terrible or is it just because we're really good and so that we can have Probably our, yeah, one of our, our worst, I mean, 77% passes completed. It's our worst performance of the season in possession <laughs> um, and still end up getting that 2-0 win. Well, the, the bottom end of the championship, Stoke at the bottom with one point, Huddersfield, bless them, they're giving it a good go, trying to stay up, wish them well. Uh, Barnsley, Wigan, Hull, Derby down there. I mean, I don't, I don't want to start getting too cocky regarding Derby because we've got them at the weekend. However, they looked awful against uh, Cardiff. Cardiff looked awful as well. It was bloody dreadful that game. I seriously, I I was trying to watch it, and I think in the second half, second half kicked off, and then I kind of just looked at something on my phone, and then I looked up, and it was the 89th minute. And I was like, "Oh, really? Have I just wasted 45 yeah, minutes I mean, of my the, life?" The championship's a bad division. It's not a good, high quality division. Did you not enjoy watching people throw a ball at the head of Aidan Flint for the for for a full half of football? <laughs> I only watched the second half, but that was basically all that was happening. My Cardiff got a throw in, and they threw it at a big man. My favourite part of that was how long it takes them to throw it every time. It's the it's the build up. It's like watching NFL. Um, <laughs> But the, the heartening thing about that with us playing Derby next was Derby were trying to pass the ball about at the back and they just can't do it. They're not good enough. So it was... Cardiff didn't press anything like as well as Barnsley did against us today and we're just getting the ball off them and, and trying to score. But again, they couldn't because they're not very good either. 1-1. A word if we could about Kiko Casilla, who I thought had a very good game today. He did. He only once... Uh, tried to take on their striker as well. I think Wilkes was closing him down and he was very, very calm. But yeah, a couple of good saves. I, I'm I'm learning to live with him. 
I think we we know what it's about now, and it's been fine this season. Yeah, the, the lunacy seems to have dissipated a bit. I know that all keepers have always got it in them, and he clearly has, but um, so far, so good. The thing is, there will be another, another fuck-up, but goalkeepers make them across the season. If, if he does one every 15 games, that's absolutely fine. You can get away with that. And clean sheets and the, the number of goals we've actually conceded, I think we're probably among the best in the division, aren't we? Have we got the best... Um, goals against we're plus nine in the division aren't we goal difference which is yeah is the best in the division we are the best in the league and a lot of his and if he does give something away it's because he's trying to play out from the back which is entirely what we're, our system is built on so you know you've got to have a keeper doing that otherwise the whole thing doesn't work mm. and it's better than Bailey Peacock Farrell <laughs> well I, I don't know how Bailey would have stood up against the uh, the pressure um, that Wilkes and Cole were putting on Gassier today and there were two um, at least two shots from distance at the goal that he would have let in so <laughs> because he wouldn't have dived for them that's the simple thing there was a bit of uh, um, comment on one of Casillas says where it's like well was that a bit of a Hollywood dive did he need to dive that far it's like well at least he fucking dived it's the thing and before the ball got to the goal as well because <laughs> Peacock Farrell sometimes used to do it after the ball was nestling in the back of the net he'd kind of throw an oh, arm you, in the air you mean the old bollocks dive yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was great and that save in particular was uh, was good in the second half because that looked like a dead cert did that the one that tipped over the bar it was the one that tipped over the bar I think the one that he got um, he saved would he quite low down ah oh, no another one you mean yes no he's good he's a good goalkeeper maybe we're just seeing it now and he you know he needed to get into the groove that's what he said after the the derby match he said yep this has all been a bit too much too soon for me especially after he'd been sat on his ass for Real Madrid for however long getting into games so it's Derby next, so let's see if the um, the nightmare can recur. No Frank Lampard, though, so... Uh... I mean, speaking of Derby, actually, this squad we've got now with good players on the bench to bring on, it, it's not exactly a trick, but just having some good players is helping us at the moment. Because other teams have, have gone up doing that, just having good players on the bench who they can bring on to change games. And we've never really experimented with that in the past. We've just had kids and... Shit houses on the bench. Izzy Brown came on in the the, the final moments last last May. Yeah, but you know, in other in other seasons, teams have brought players on, and you've thought, oh, I know them; they're quite good. Mm. This this feels almost like cheating that they're bringing on good substitutes. Well, noticed Arsenal uh, retweeting Enketia's goal again, so it's like we have the uh, the attention of North London upon us as well. So, can they ask for him back in January? No, good. I, I think it's one of those all parties would have to agree. And we will refuse. Yeah. I think Spurs can ask for Jack Clark back and they might get a more positive um, answer, but who's he anyway? Oh. Well, we're seven games into the season now and no significant injuries. Can we underestimate the uh, the importance of that compared to last season? I heard that Adam Forshaw is currently at St. James's having all his ribs removed. What, like Prince? <laughs> yes. Oh, no, it's a hip injury, isn't it? Is it his hip or his ribs? Something. Anyway, it's far more serious than it was. Well, it's Shakira. Hips don't lie. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay, so he's uh, him and uh, PK are looking after each other, and um, but yeah, that's fine. Luke, like Tyler Roberts, back on the bench today. Luke Ayling's supposed to play for the under twenty threes. Um, if we could get Jordan Stevens back from his ban and Adam Forshaw all right, then we have a fully fit squad. Imagine no, it that. Won't last. It Imagine won't last. that. Right then. So heroes and villains from today's game. Um, any early candidates for uh, for our awards later this week on the other podcast? So it's a left field nomination, but Barnsley's number twelve. He came off the bench, and I've never seen such thighs in my life. Is that hero or villain? 
I, I don't know. He just, I just feel he doesn't fit into any category, but he just needs mentioning. <laughs> I was absolutely mesmerised by the by well, the man. Yeboah-esque? I'd say they were bigger. And he seemed to have like some child-sized shorts on as well, and he was absolutely bulging out of them. At one point, he was trying to, he was visibly wrestling them down because they'd, they'd ridden up his legs. <laughs> just unbelievable. You're, to- I mean. you're talking in heroic terms there, so I mean... Yeah, they were... They were Yeboah would have been proud of them, and they were baggier shorts in his day. Yeah. But um, yeah... Remarkable, uh, remarkable things. Well, I am pleased. Well, that one's noted. Maybe we'll refine <laughs> that into one of the two available categories for later in the week. But um, it feels like quite an outside nomination for a hero when mm. we've got like Enketia and It's just Costa. on my mind. Yeah. Just needs mentioning. <laughs> Thought at one point he might burst the ball between his legs just to just to demonstrate his strength. Um, but Enketia, I suppose, you know, coming on scoring goals, that's nice, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Oh, Moscow's just found a, a photo of yeah. Tiam's... Tiam's TIs. I mean, that is a bloody hell fire. They wouldn't look out of place on a, a rhino, those no. things. There's the, the man in full. He has got a big thigh. Mamadou Tiam. Mm. Anyway, that's... Uh, <laughs> we've hit a cul-de-sac with that yes. one. Let's beep, beep, beep and reverse right out of this one. Um, who else for heroes and villains? Enketia yeah. does feel a little bit like it's sticking twos up at Bamford, but we have to sort of separate the two things out. Um, and maybe Bamford does deserve it because his little, his little paddy when he came off the... The pitch. Oh, did, was... he have, did he have a bit of a strop? I mean, Bielsa, we've seen the video clip for the week of Bielsa saying he won't tolerate such stuff. I think he was cross about the offside decision still, wasn't he, for his goal? He was, yeah, he was kind of, it was hard to tell what his thing was, but he was kind of flinging his arms around in a... In a, a I can't flat. believe, yeah, I can't believe I've been forced to leave this game without a goal. And he's got a fair point. He has, but, um, and so it's it's difficult then to, to not make nominating Enketia as a hero any kind of criticism of Bamford but um, he scored the goal and won the penalty so and Click can have a nomination as well for uh, scoring the penalty too overdue if only we'd have had that last season the, the reason why the word nonchalant was uh, invented uh, what about any villains then any uh... the Barnsley steward mm-hmm. he was one well, not one of the regular ones either he was one of the the ones who asked for the badge on his arm like he's a nightclub doorman during the week one of those ones just go back to he's normally throwing teenagers downstairs exactly yeah, yeah. yeah just go back to Hitting, hitting people and drunk people in the face when CCTV's not looking <laughs> exactly it gets lost sometimes I believe in those situations <laughs> and uh, Apo Halme never thought we'd, we'd see the day but um, yeah his uh, his unnecessarily violent manhandling of uh, Pat Bamford um, but Bamford drew blood <laughs> yes he did didn't he from from Halme did he, burst, did he uh, was it his nose or his, his lip that was bleeding there's quite a bit of blood anyway couldn't tell but um, he had to take his shorts off. That's how much blood there was. Um, Hemorrhaging from every orifice he was after <laughs> what Bamford did to him. So, so maybe he's been punished enough. But um, yeah, I think I think that that moment when they went face to face was maybe Halme's pinnacle where he's like, yeah, I'm really showing him. Um, and then he just went and gave the penalty away and looked like a dickhead in the end. But um, he seemed like such a nice young man when he, he came to Leeds. I don't know why he suddenly launched into this match it seemed to be uh, part of Barnsley's tactics was because uh, Halmy's not played many games um, Wilkes and Mowat start every one when they're fit um, but it's not yeah just get all the ex-Leeds players on the pitch and go at us 100 miles an hour and, and then hope for the best which it worked pretty well for them but um, still villainous Okay, well, well, we'll catch up with the heroes and villains when we do the main podcast in another couple of days. Uh, overall, then, how, how we're feeling generally, I thought it was a pretty good win and off the back of the international break when we've been made to stew on that Swansea defeat for a bit. 
they lost this week, didn't they? That was a shame. They did. They did, dominated it, the game against Nottingham Forest and let in a very late winner. Was it that Forest found some obvious weaknesses to exploit? Is that I, what happened? I think that was probably uh, what's happened, yeah. And uh, Swansea's manager, I mean, I bet he had a bit of a glum face. I mean, <laughs> glum face after that one, I was going to say he's got one anyway, but yeah, these things happen. Mr. Not, Potter. We don't, we don't want to start crowing too much. Cooper. It's Cooper now. It is, oh, of course it is, yes. I'm trying to put that face out of my mind. I was just going to say um, we've got a long way to go yet so let's not start crowing too much about it actually let's but we are top of the league yeah we're yeah. going league. up yeah absolutely going up and um, championship should we just book the bus now or yeah it does feel good coming out after the uh, international break this did have that kind of that banana skin cliche written all over it Was did we draw with Millwall after the first uh, international break last year and it took us just that while there was a bit of a hangover and the way that the first half was going and you know, scrapping, no goals. Um, so it does feel good to get to full time and 2 0. I would have been happy with 1 0, but 2 just made it <laughs> beautiful. Uh, and what I will say is something you just maybe think of them, Moscow. They came out of the blocks at us 100 miles an hour, but we matched them. And in the past, we haven't matched teams that have done that with us. We've looked a little bit flat footed sometimes. So maybe we have evolved. It was only Barnsley. That's true. And go as fast as they want, as, you know. But you know, we can mix it different styles, and we're all right. That's the thing. In other seasons, we've we've not we've been able to do all right against a certain type of team, but not others. Whereas this time, people have pressed us, people have sat back, and other than uh, Swansea being a set of spawny bastards, it's uh, it's going pretty well. And finally, Michael, how much money did you lose today on the old um... five pounds? Yep. Cost five pounds. It, I would. It would have cost me more, but I couldn't get signal um, when I was watching it. So um, I, I was going to. I would have probably backed the draw when we went to goal up, but I wasn't able to. Seven so. to one, you'd have got on that. Would I? Seven to one on Barnsley. At that I'd, have point. I'd have definitely. I'd definitely put a five on it then. So yeah, any oh five are down this week, but it's good. Five pounds, three points. Yep, happy with that. If that's all it costs for every three points, then that's fine. Cheap, very cheap. Absolutely. Well, bless Barnsley for trying. Um, you gave it a good go. <laughs> And we'll see you later on in the season, shall we? Thanks for listening to this episode of The Match Ball. We'll speak to you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. 
Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.